This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Ray. This is Jack. This is Dean. And this is the Ray Jackson Dean Podcast. <laughs> Sound really chipper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. Joy 94.9. It's not J Law. It's not J Lo. It's Joy Law. That's right. It is time for our regular Joy Law segment with the team from KHQ Lawyers. We have with us today. We have Mon and we have Chris. Hey, gals. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. Welcome back. Now we're going to talk about how to um, live our lives without you guys in it. Yeah. We're going to talk so, about how to stay out of court. I don't know if we love that. No, we do. <laughs> Look, we've realised the last few. Well, probably all our all our. Um, chats we've had with you have spoken around lawyers and how they're involved and if things don't you know end up resolving you've got to go to court so we want to tell you that it's only a very few percent that go actually go to court um, and we work behind the scenes to try and resolve matters without going to court which sounds good yeah it's, it's it's much better you've got to think long term especially in family law you may be really angry right now but if kids are involved and depending on how young they are you've got a long time to co-parent with this person so going to court is oh, not a great idea yeah, yeah. i think sometimes people think they want their day in court yeah exactly but, and sometimes they get so fixated on their day in court and being heard that it kind of becomes part of who they are and who it they become does. and overwhelms them in their lives it yeah? does and we find a lot of clients um only after their court matter has resolved that they actually um, fall apart and go, oh my God, because there's nothing left to hold on to. As long as those court proceedings are in place, they're still linked with their ex-partner in some form. The other thing I was going to say is that uh, going to court is often involving a lot of money. and Yes, that's right. A lot of time. So court proceedings can take up to two years to resolve. That's a long time oh, to be holding on to. It's a really long time. Yeah. Long but, time but, to have your life on hold. But I guess also sometimes people do need that level of protection or that level of um, um, yeah, intervention. Yeah, of course. To yeah, and we've spoken about justice, family yeah. violence and yes, those sort absolutely. of things. So they're not really um, cases where you can resolve the matters and also cases where it's very, just even just high conflict. You just know there's no, no chance of resolution. Then you go, well, we have to actually go to court. But it's those cases that you know fairly early on um, and you have an indication of where kind of where the matter's going to go. But um, our, I mean, all family court proceedings, you have to actually attempt mediation before you go to court in, in kids' matters anyway. And so you have to attend upon a family dispute resolution practitioner, or what we, FDRP, and I'm, because I'm fantastic, I'm one of those. Um, and it's that, a really, acronym again? It's an FDRP, Family oh, Dispute hello. Resolution. I know. I don't have that on my signature. Um, Is that good with the ladies? Does that pick up the girls? No, it doesn't, doesn't <laughs> do much for me. <laughs> um, not much does, really. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> no, but um, I actually love um, doing Family Dispute Resolution because it takes me out of lawyer world and you look at these people and go, there's always going to be something that's holding up someone from resolving a matter. So you'll start and one party will give, um, you know, what's why they're there and what they hope to achieve and then the other party does the same thing. And it probably gets to about 
a quarter of the way through the mediation or midway through where one of them just says something it might be that I hate you so much for having the affair or you've ruined my life and they have it this outburst and then they kind of stop and the other one acknowledges it and then they go okay I'm ready now to move on and it settles well sometimes just being heard yeah exactly and family court you don't necessarily get heard sometimes it's also being in the room together Sometimes the first time they see each other after a breakup or they've separated can be in that room and so acknowledging the reasons that you've separated or the problems you've had can help you sort of heal and move on. Actually, we just had a message through I just want to share with you. We're talking about when relationships break up Mm. and perhaps uh, having the time to share the information face-to-face in a room together. Now, one person who perhaps didn't do it, and thank you, uh, anonymous messenger, Barnaby Joyce perhaps needs a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know whether I would necessarily... I'd like to ask for his wife, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, I I mean, his wife... Um, you know, didn't just uh, speak to him face to face. She went to the media as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know, not great for kids. Not great for their co-parenting long term. Not that you'd really want to with Barnaby. Not good for other parliamentarians who want no. to have a, have a bit on the side. No, we can't do that anymore. No, not good. Yeah, um, I was just going to say, from a lawyer's perspective, mediation is—it's um, just a different mindset and a different approach. So, yeah. I often talk about taking off your armour when you go into a mediation because that you kind of have an interest-based. Um, approach to negotiating rather than a positional based where you're sort of attacking the other side. So one's adversarial and one's looking for common ground? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So and we always, to... yeah, sorry, but we always start out mediations by saying, what do you hope to achieve? And nine times out of ten, there'll be at least two or three things that they both want to achieve. And you really highlight that and say, well, look, we've got this common ground. It kind of breaks the ice at the start of, start of the mediation. You're with Rach Jackson, Dean, with Tristan in the back for the Tuesday Drive Home. But we're chatting at the moment uh, to Mon and Monica and uh, Chris from KHQ Lawyers for a little segment we like to call Joy Law. And we're talking about how to stay out of court, family court or other courts, through mediation and other, other ways of doing things. So, Mon, tell us a bit more about the other ways of doing things. Well, I just wanted to point out also there's two types of mediation. So there's lawyer-assisted mediation where the lawyers are actually in there assisting you and there's non-lawyer mediation. So there's lots of community-based organisations such as Relationships Australia, um, LifeWorks, places Mm. like that that offer means-tested mediation um, with trained mediators. So you can actually avoid lawyers altogether or we can be in the room with you. And pay for it, which you don't necessarily need to. Now, we have had a message in. Yes, yeah, so Amanda has sent us a message saying, uh, worth mentioning Disputes Resolution Services Victoria. They help with disputes with neighbours. And then she said uh, the intention is mediation, so no court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's pretty much what we were just describing, that community-based um, mediation, but focusing on the neighbourhood disputes. So they provide an amazing service. Because I think yeah. you still got to live next to your neighbours or you exactly. still have to have a relationship with your ex-partner. Yeah. Um, in, you know, you, you don't want to win the battle but lose the war. Yeah. Um, you need to have a, a very positive frame for moving forward. Well, yeah. it's really hard to get clients in that headspace sometimes. Oh, I, I understand yeah. that totally. Yeah. So the other ways that we can uh, try and resolve your matter, um, a really interesting way uh, is something called collaboration. Um, unfortunately, that is with lawyers and it's with the lawyers and the clients sort of sitting around the table um, and committing to an agreement to um, go through a collaboration process to resolve the case. And the difference, I guess, between that and mediation is the lawyers are there and they take a team-based approach to the negotiations um, and everything is sort of documented by way of minutes. So it means that there's no power imbalance and um, and if it is a complicated case, it's a really ideal way to sort of get through the process 
on a friendly or amicable basis, um, but with the assistance of lawyers as well. And also accountants or psychologists or anyone else that we think that need to come in and be involved in the process. So that can be really good, but can also be quite bad because if it doesn't resolve in collaboration you've got to move on to new lawyers so you're like starting all over Mm. again so you really only take those matters um, where you know you've got a good chance of resolution through the collaboration if it's done well it's awesome it's really brilliant I think the the other thing just to bear in mind in in all of these things we've discussed is once you do reach an agreement you really shouldn't avoid the lawyers because that's when you need to engage them to document the agreement. So you want something that's binding Mm -hmm. and enforceable, um, both in relation to possibly parenting and property. Yeah. And as we've heard before, yeah, putting things in writing is a really good idea. Really good idea. (laughs) You can find more Joycast and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.